This is episode 313 of the Prepper Website Podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you live a more self-reliant life so you can love your people, get prepared, and live free. Today's articles are Growing Potatoes in Buckets and Chronic Pain in Every Prepper's Future. Hey, I'm Todd Sepulveda, the editor of PrepperWebsite.com. This podcast is an audible version with some commentary of articles that have been posted on Prepper Website, a daily curation of preparedness information. These articles are some of the best of the best that have been recently posted on PrepperWebsite.com. All article links and show information can be found on the PrepperWebsitePodcast.com. Hey guys, before we get started, I want to let you know that this episode is sponsored by my new ebook and Prepper Website Forums. The ebook is entitled The Preparedness Community's Guide to a Microbiz and Increasing Your Finances. It's time to finally advance your preparedness goals, get the ebook, join the forums. You can go to microbiz.biz for more information, and the link is also in the show notes. And bouncing off of that, guys, I just want to just send a word out there of encouragement, but also one of, you know, keep yourself aware of what's going on. Um, just the way that the things are going now, I think that we're in a, in a time in history where we really need to be paying attention. And uh, a couple of things just uh, stuck out at me this weekend as I was uh, getting ready for this weekend and, and doing all the things that I need to do. But, it, you know, you live life. You, you got Mother's Day and you, you're taking care of the moms and your wife and, and all that kind of stuff. And, and you want that to be a good time. But at the same time, world the world goes on and all kinds of things are happening. And so uh, this last weekend or this last week, uh, you know, I, I do a prophecy uh, update or I do a big article on Ed That Matters where I combine a bunch of the videos that I watch and just all in one place to kind of make it easy for everyone. But uh, one of the the people that, one of the guys that I follow is J.D. Farag and he's uh, at Calvary Chapel and kind of, kind of, oh, hey, I think that's how you pronounce it in Hawaii. Um, and he, he did a midweek like update and uh, which is very rare because normally he is going through, you know, the books of the Bible and, and he just, you know, he, he does it that way. But he's like, hey, we're not going to finish the book of Job. I think they're in Job. And uh, he was like, well, I'm going to do this, this special prophecy update because he just thought things were so important. Uh, in that, he did talk about a video, uh, a DVD. But if you have Amazon Prime, you can get it free. And I did post this in the Facebook group. If, if you have Amazon Prime, it's called The Coming Convergence. And I thought it was just really good. Um, it, it's good all the way around. If you are familiar with Bible prophecy, some of the things might not be uh, new, but it does give you some insight and at least helps you maybe to uh, give you the verbiage to share with other people what you know uh, exactly what is kind of going on and what things to look for. So I highly recommend it if you are uh, on. Uh, you do have Amazon Prime. It's it's you know free. It's Prime Video. It's free. I cannot link to it in the show notes because Amazon will look to it like a, an Amazon affiliate. You can just search, go to Amazon and search for the coming convergence. And uh, I highly recommend watching that video. I think it's about ninety minutes long, give or take a little bit. But uh, very interesting stuff that's going on. One of the things to consider as you're listening to this. This week is going to be marks the 70th anniversary of the reformation of Israel. Uh, one of the things that they say on that um, on that DVD, which is very interesting if you really kind of think about it, no nation has ever been kind of scattered, has kind of been destroyed and and set out there uh, among the other nations 
and then brought back to the same place that they, you know, they, that they uh, used to live, uh, the same language, the the same, you know, all that kind of stuff. You know, most countries or most nations, when they get conquered, uh, they get scattered, they get assimilated into, you know, the other the other nations out there, the other people group. But this is this is very rare, and it's never really happened. So it's seventy years, and the the year seventy is a big deal for uh, for prophecy and for the Jews and all that kind of stuff. So you have a lot of those kinds of things going on, and so people are paying attention to that. Uh, and you know, you have not only that, but you have uh, Trump uh, go ahead and he's going to open up the uh, the embassy here on on that anniversary. So. Uh, Israel is expecting a bunch of uh, you know issues there on on their borders, and so they're beefing up security, and they're concerned about all those kinds of things. And so on top of that, you have uh, you know I was reading about Venezuela and how people are leaving Venezuela and they're going to Colombia. I was bouncing off of an article, uh, actually it was on the Drudge Report at the very very bottom right, so it was about to fall off the page there. But about a guy who is in Colombia, he's from Venezuela. He's a young guy. He's got. Uh, he's got a wife and he's got kids and uh, he was selling uh, coffee of, of all things illegally without a permit. So the Colombian, uh, you know, cops or immigration service, you know, they wound up uh, taking him and putting him on, on a train or not a train on a truck to get him back to Venezuela to deport him because he's a, you know illegal immigrant. And so they're dealing with that influx because people are leaving because they're trying to just live and survive. And so uh, you have that. And then uh, one of the things that I posted, I'm actually going to link to this one in the show notes. Uh, it's a very short article, but it's over at Armstrong Economics. And I highly recommend, uh, you know, just go in and, and every, you know, there's not a lot of the articles that might apply to preparedness, but there are some. Uh, but, you know, we're interested about the economics side of it. And, uh, you know, someone said here or asked the question and then Martin Armstrong responds to it. But uh, he says, you know, Due to the 5,000-year lows in interest rates in 2011, the U.S. was able to triple the debt but keep the payments the same as in 1998. With interest rates rising but still historically low, in 2017, the U.S. paid the highest interest payment on the debt in history. Could you please elaborate on that? And so there is a graphic here. I actually wanted to keep this one. The graphic uh, shows... Like an up and down, it's the economic confidence model, and just you know how people are seeing the economy and have how they have confidence in in the economy, and what's going on. So basically, what we have here, if you if you look at this this graphic, uh, just on a basic level, we have a rise starting on July twelfth, twenty eighteen. So we have a rise right now uh, from July twelfth, twenty eighteen, going up to about November. Uh, the end of November 2018, November 21st. And then we're going to see a downturn in the economic confidence model all the way until we get to January 18th, 2020. And so his answer here, and so this graphic is, is interesting. I went ahead and kept this graphic. I just downloaded it and put it into you know one of my folders. Uh, he said, this is going to be a major topic at the WEC, and this is one of his conferences that he has. This is a major time bomb that amazingly nobody seems to be paying attention to. Rates are going higher for they need that to help the pension crisis. The USA is nowhere as bad as it appears in Europe from a debt perspective. This whole mess is going to explode in our face and this is going to be the serious trend going into the next ECM turning point. 
The debts of governments around the globe are going to move up exponentially. This is very serious for some will raise taxes to try to keep the game going, but that will cause even more deflation. I cannot express how serious this is. While everyone is looking at the stock market, others at the dollar and gold, they are missing the greatest threat to civilization since the 12th century. Interest rates began to rise as soon as we passed the peak in the 8.6 year. Uh, 8.6 a year was 2015.75, and that's October uh, of 2015. And uh, coincidentally, that was the year, or that was the same day that marked when uh, Russia got involved in Syria and started bombing there. The, so continuing on, he says, the Fed raised interest rates for the first time once the e- ECM turned around. So guys, with what I'm saying with all of these things, is we, again, keep aware of what's going on. And even more so, why I want to double down on this multiple streams of income where we are looking at our finances and looking at you know how can we boost our finances so that we can pay down debt so that we can have money to you know in in case we have any kind of road bumps ahead and we can get better prepared and so i i think that is a big deal and for what what i i feel you know those of you who've been listening for a while know that i am a christian i am a pastor uh i i you know a person of faith and uh, I truly believe that, you know, this is the time where we need to be, you know, looking into these kinds of things where how, how can we uh, better shore up our preparedness uh, as the future kind of gets a little crazy out there. And so, uh, guys, I'm going to I did link to that on Prepper website this weekend. I am going to link to it in the show notes just in case you are someone who listens to the podcast, but you don't come over to Prepper website. Uh, I hear from a lot of you like Todd. I just don't have time to read articles completely understand but you might, this is a very uh, short article, uh, and so you can, uh, I pretty much read it all to you, I guess. You don't need that, but if you want to grab that graphic, uh, I'll link to it there. Maybe you can go and, and bounce off of this article and go look at some of the other articles that, that Martin Armstrong posts in his, uh, on his blog and go check that out. All right, so guys, just uh, again, I, I just want to reiterate, just be, be prepared. Uh, you know, keep your eyes open. I know sometimes it's easy a lot of people have that that the mindset. I'm just going to keep my nose down, and I'm going to just you know continue doing what I need to do. But the things that are happening in the world are very important because they do affect us. They will uh, affect us in one way or the other, and so definitely need to be aware of what's going on. And uh, I I touch on a very small percentage of what's going on out there, uh, and that's why I do like listening to to those prophecy teachers that do talk about geopolitics. Because they are talking about things that you don't normally hear about in the, in, in the regular media, in the mainstream media, and then even alternative media as well. Uh, they don't always cover all of those things. And they're looking at it from not only from a perspective of, hey, this is where the world is kind of going, but also from that biblical perspective. So uh, I will talk about the, the new weekly watchman that I'll post this weekend or this week uh, here in the next couple of days. And I'll let you know and I'll link to that in the show notes as well. A lot of good stuff always. All right, so let's go ahead and jump into our first article of the podcast. It comes to us from ModernSurvivalOnline.com, and the article is called Growing Potatoes in Buckets. Over the past few years, I've tried growing potatoes. Not wanting to use precious garden space for experimenting with potatoes, I tried growing them in containers. I found it surprisingly easy. In the spring of 2010, I planted 27 buckets and had great success. Potatoes are generally started in cooler weather. For those that have never tried bucket potatoes, this is for you. 
To grow your own potatoes in a bucket, here is how I do it. First, the things that you will need. A bucket at least 12 to 16 inches in diameter, bigger the better. Gravel, compost enriched soil, and seed potatoes. The second step. Number one, get your seed potatoes. A seed potato is nothing more than a potato that has sprouted. You can get these sometimes from the grocery store, online from a seed supplier, or from a local farmer's market. I generally look through the potatoes at my local grocery store and will find some that are starting to sprout and bring those home. I've had no problem with red potatoes, but it is said that some store-bought potatoes are treated so as not to sprout. I have had success planting potatoes that have short sprouts of only an inch or so. And guys, that's very true that uh, they do put, uh, you know, spray an inhibitor on them. Uh, however, if you've ever had a potato, it's just kind of <laughs> sometimes you put it to the side and you forget about it and you go look and it's sprouting. You know, it's kind of amazing uh, how, how that all happens. But, uh, you know, you might want to look at, you know, a farmer's market if you have that. Uh, places that are going to be a little bit more organic and don't you know spray anything on there might be the the way to go. I remember that when I wanted to do ginger and I wanted to uh, do you know to plant some ginger root, uh, there was a place that was selling uh, you know a farmers market and uh, you know found some ginger root there and planted it and I've had that sucker going for years now you know and it's just kind of leave it in the ground and uh, take out what I want but uh, it's really really great. But uh, so if you can find a farmer's market around there, if not, you know, you might want to, uh, you know, just like he said here, you know, doing it from the grocery store. But uh, you can also, you know, go to uh, sometimes like Home Depot or Lowe's during the the growing season will have seed potatoes. Even Walmart at times has seed potatoes that you might be able to pick up. Uh, And then always you can grab some from uh, an online retailer and, you know, you're you're wanting the sprouts. So, uh, you know, if you order it from, you know, from somewhere online and and it comes to you, uh, you know, even if it takes a couple of days, you're still going to be really good uh, on getting it to where you need it to get to to uh, be able to plant. So number two is prepare your bucket. I use orange Home Depot buckets the most, but any similar size bucket or larger will work. Don't use black if the temperature gets hot in your area. You need to drill several holes on the sides toward the bottom of your bucket to allow draining. Holes should be one-fourth to half inch in diameter. Next, pour one to two inches of gravel in the bottom of the bucket. The gravel helps make certain the drainage holes do not get plugged up. Now, place your soil mixture in the bucket so that you have four to six inches at the bottom. The soil mixture can be a combination of your local soil, potting soil, compost, and inexpensive topsoil. If the combination is too hard and stiff, add a little sand to loosen it up. After watering, the soil will compact down and this is to be expected. So then plant your potatoes. Take your seed potatoes and push them into the soil in the bucket so that the upper half, the part with the sprouts, are pointing up. Now, cover with approximate 3-4 to inches of soil. Depending upon the size of the bucket and the potato, place one or two potatoes in each bucket. If you you use something very large like a tire or the bottom of a 55-gallon barrel, many potatoes can be planted. If the potato is large with multiple eyes, you can cut it into half, dividing the potato so that there are sprouts on both halves. You can then plant each half separately. One thing to keep in mind is if you do cut it in half, set the cuts in a windowsill for two to three days to cure the the cut surfaces. This will help reduce the chance of mold. And so uh, I know that he's talking about cutting, you know, depending on the size of your potato, if it's a seed potato, they might be kind of small 
but you can cut you know even smaller than that to where you have the eyes uh, there available then water it is important that the soil remains moist but not too much i water the buckets about every other day depending upon rain and temperature generally i will provide water until i see some coming out of the bu- the bottom through the holes i have used li- liquid miracle grow in the past i have no idea if it helped or not then light I always place all my buckets in direct sunlight. I actually use the buckets around the outside of my garden. Third, watch them grow. As the potatoes plants grow, you need to cover the new growth to facilitate more potatoes. Generally, once the plant has grown above the top of the soil four to five inches, I will dump new soil until just the tip of the plant is showing. I continue this until the bucket is full. New potatoes form on new growth once it is covered with soil. Once the plant itself turns yellow and dies off, you can empty the bucket and collect your potatoes. Growing your own potatoes can be very rewarding. In a long-term survival situation combined with normal gardening, these bucket potatoes can be a great addition to establishing sources for food. Guys, I think bucket planting is a great way to do it. You know, And then not only that, um, you can move buckets around as needed in your garden if you have to. Uh, you can make it really easy to you know, just kind of bunch them all together and you can uh, water them very easily if you, if you want to do that. Uh, I, I like this idea. I have never done potatoes in buckets, but I definitely see the, uh, the, uh, the advantage of doing so so that you can uh, you know, do multiple things. And so you purchase you know, those buckets and have those you know, in the comments. Uh, this is, I, I believe this is an older ar- article that got republished. Uh, in the comments, someone was talking about, you know, going to uh, using you know, a bakery and asking a bakery if they get rid of, you know, a lot of the times they throw their buckets away and you can ask them for their buckets and you have a nice supply of buckets. I mean, eventually they do start to break down, but you can, you know, use those buckets for a long, long term if you take care of them. And then when you're searching for, when you're searching for the potatoes, it just makes it a lot easier. If you're dumping out a five gallon bucket of, uh, of, of dirt, versus i don't know if you've ever seen those uh, i remember i remember this is not funny but because uh, if it would have happened to me it would have sucked so bad but uh, this you know they make those tower potatoes or t- tower garden type you know potato things and so uh basically you put the potatoes in there then you cover them up and then you keep covering it up and it's it's this big old tower man that happens and it's, it's about like four to five you know feet maybe maybe not five feet maybe like three to four feet right and so I remember watching this one video where this guy was, was kind of like, you know, uh, motion over time or whatever. And so they finally it gets to the point where they're ready to start, you know, finding their potatoes. And he, uh, you know, he opens up the side because like you can take the boards off of the side and he starts digging. In, he doesn't find anything. I mean, you have all this all this dirt and all this stuff going on, you know, it's like you're going through it and you're expecting to find all these all these potatoes and you don't find anything and i think he found like one or two and like that would be so disappointing but uh, doing it this way uh you know you're not going through all that dirt and uh you know if you if you have you know some mistakes or whatever then you can you know it's it's a bucket and you can maybe start over you can put something else in there or whatever uh and it's easier to manage the the dirt uh going into this but anyway you got some pictures here of all the you know all the the buckets that he has or just a few of the buckets and uh, one of those a bigger you know like a 55 gallon uh i guess the bottom of a 55 gallon drum i actually have one of those that i could use 
as well. So uh, potatoes are, you know, it's a good source of, of food. And so if you can do this, definitely worth the, the trial to, uh, to do it. And, you know, guys, you can do it even if you don't have a lot of space. If you don't have a garden bed, if you, if you, even if you are in an apartment, you can easily do this. And just like, hey, I'm going to try, uh, you know, try my luck and, and see what happens here and uh, kind of go from there. So, uh, guys, that's over at ModernSurvivalOnline.com and Growing Potatoes in Buckets. Our next article comes to us from ThePrepperJournal.com, and the title is uh, Chronic Pain in Every Prepper's Future, question mark there, and uh, definitely something to consider. Uh, I want you to think about, as I'm reading this, if you find like a recurring theme that comes through uh, this article, and something to, uh, to to be considering about your own health and the way that you look at things. Because uh, I know that there's all types of, of people listening to this podcast. There's some of you that are homesteading, some of you that have been prepping for a long time, some of you that are very new to prepping. And it's like, you know, some of you are listening to for the very first time. And I want to welcome you to the Prepper website podcast. But this is like completely new. You wouldn't consider yourself a prepper at all. But I want you to think about, regardless, if you, if you can hear a theme recurring through this article. And again, it's entitled, Chronic Pain in Every Prepper's Future. Let's go ahead and start reading. Living with chronic pain caused by any medical condition whatsoever is an experience that nobody wants to go through. Unfortunately, there are millions of people that are experiencing chronic pain and wishing they knew how to once and for all get some relief. If you are reading this article, the chances are that you are one of those people or at least you are looking to find a way to help somebody that you know is suffering from chronic pain. Well, you're in luck because what I'm going to do today is introduce you to the eight most common causes of chronic pain and most importantly, the most efficient way to relieve them. But first, what exactly is chronic pain? We are all familiar with the concept of pain. We all have felt it at some point in our lives, whether it was because we have a cut on our finger or broken our leg. Our body has used the concept of pain to inform us that something is not quite right. However, in those examples, as soon as the reason is treated, we get lasting relief from pain. And that is the main difference between acute and chronic pain. You see, chronic pain does not go away even though the injury has healed. You feel that annoying and challenging chronic pain for months, even years. It can occur as back pain or ankle pain or even a headache. Chronic pain can be either mild or severe. You can feel it as a shooting, burning, squeezing, stinging sensation or as a dull ache. It can lead to decreased appetite, insomnia, depression, and fatigue. And that is why it is essential to be treated appropriately. But what is causing chronic pain to occur? There are quite a significant number of medical conditions that can lead to chronic pain. However, there are a few of those that are occurring more commonly than others, and that is what I'm going to talk about. Let's discuss these eight medical conditions that are most commonly described as the causes of chronic pain. The eight most common medical conditions that lead to chronic pain and the ways to relieve it. Peripheral nephropathy. Caused by damage to your peripheral nerves, peripheral nephropathy causes weaknesses, numbness, and chronic pain usually in the hands and feet to occur. The cause of peripheral nerve damage can be traumatic injuries, metabolic problems, infections, and diabetes, etc. The chronic neuropathic pain can be treated with the use of medications, physical therapy, and massage therapy. 
You can also try exercising, which has been proven as an efficient way to relieve the pain in this case. Acupuncture has also produced results. Next one is fibromyalgia. It's a medical condition that causes chronic muscle pain, fatigue, depression, and sleep troubles. Although none of these symptoms can be seen, they do produce a considerable impairment in the patient's life. Although we are talking about a chronic pain here, there are a few powerful medications that you can try. And of course, there are the necessary lifestyle changes, such as a healthier diet and regular exercise. Perhaps exercising is the last thing on your mind when you feel your muscles aching. However, activities like swimming, walking, stretching have been proven to help relieve the pain. The next one is arthritis. With its 100 different types, is among the most worrying medical condition out there. If you gather your information about arthritis, you will soon find out that there is no cure for arthritis. All that you can do is perform a few tricks to help relieve the symptoms such as pain, stiffness, inflammation, and decrease the range of motion. Once again, a healthy diet, regular exercise, and moderate alcohol intake can help you combat all of these symptoms. Headache. We all know this one. However, when your headache lasts for more than a few hours, then you can consider your problem as a chronic one. And with a persistent headache, depression, vomiting, nausea, and insomnia come as well. So what can you do to relieve it? Getting a massage, trying acupuncture, and some of the famous herbal remedies for chronic headaches in combination with an active pharmaceutical might be the thing that you are looking for. Hydrate. This, like low-dose aspirin, thins the blood slightly, allowing it to more efficiently travel the areas where the pain is being generated. Past injuries and surgeries can also be the cause of your joint pain. If your surgery is relatively recent, like six months or less, keep your doctor informed as there are many things that can affect healing. If the surgery was severe, like an amputation, then these take much longer to retrain the nervous system to deal with. Again, your doctor. And who among us does not have at least one relative or friend who claims their fill-in-the-blank surgery can predict the weather better than the local news source? Again, the best thing that you can do is to consult your doctor. Get some over-the-counter painkillers and some of the best vitamins for joint pain if it is your joints that are giving you the trouble. Getting enough sleep and eating right can also help your body to grow stronger and healthier to fight the pain better. Low back pain. This has taken part in everyone's life at some point. However, for many people, it becomes harder and harder to deal with the more chronic it becomes. Previous injuries, surgery, arthritis can all be the cause of your chronic back pain. And once again, massage, acupuncture, yoga, physical therapy, and in extreme cases, traction can help you combat your lower back pain. Multiple sclerosis. This has been listed as one of the standard causes of chronic pain. Chronic pain due to multiple sclerosis can be either neuropathic pain, pain due to fatigue and immobility, or illness related to a spastic condition. Of course, pharmaceuticals are the best answer to your prayers here, but you can also try the unexpected effects of physical therapy, yoga, and massage therapy, as well as some dietary changes. The curvature of the spine, such as scoliosis and kyphosis, can also be the ones that are causing your chronic pain to occur over and over again. Since you know what is causing your chronic pain in this case, the trick is working to remove that cause and with that your chronic pain. But how can you do that, you ask? The best thing that you can do for scoliosis and kyphosis is physical therapy and lots of functional exercises. In the meantime, you can also look to non-steroid anti-inflammatory drugs and over-the-counter painkillers as well, under the advice of your doctor. 
What you need to remember is the fact that you may not have to live with chronic pain even if you are not able to remove its cause once and for all. As you can see, we have listed eight of the most common causes of chronic pain and explain what you can do to recover from the illness or at least find some relief. The reoccurring theme of exercise, eating right, and getting enough sleep should not be lost on you. Additionally, you can try a massage or physical therapy or perhaps even yoga or acupuncture. Whatever you choose, we hope that it will help you to combat your chronic pain, lessen its severity, and bring you some sense of control over your condition. All right, guys. So I know you know this article talked about pharmaceuticals. I know there's a lot of people out there. It's like, no, we're, we're just going to do home remedies and and uh, you know do uh, natural things. You know, and you definitely you can do that. Uh, there's a lot of people, and like I said, I know there's, there's a lot of people that are new listening to the podcast, and they're like, I don't know, I don't know any home remedies. I don't know what I can do. And we, although we talked a little bit about that this last uh, last uh, episode, and definitely go back and even go check out. Uh, Kat Ellis's videos and stuff like that. I think they're very informative and I think everyone should have some home remedies that they can kind of bounce off of. But, you know, there's a, a lot of people out there like, you know, I'm just going to pop some Advil. I'm going to pop some ibuprofen. And sometimes we just decide to live with that chronic pain. But again, the, that common theme that was running through, if you if you hear, if, if you listen to all of that and you're paying attention, is that exercise, eating right, and also, you know, getting good sleep. And I think, you know, one of the things, I, mean, I think food plays such a problem in our lives and in our health uh, more than we realize, you know. And I, I just, I, I know that that is going to be a problem as we continue going in the future. You know, people who have been eating all the processed foods and fast foods, we're going to have more and more issues as we go through, you know, through uh, history, as we get older, you know, the generations get older because of the crap food that we eat. And so that's one reason why we should try to eat better. Definitely one reason why we should be exercising. I know that when I exercise, even if it's coming home and getting on the treadmill, and uh, I love doing that and just listening to, you know, uh, I, I can listen to videos. I can watch videos and I can uh, listen to podcasts and things like that while I'm on the treadmill. And I know that I feel better. I just feel better when I do that. And the thing is, you've got to fight for that time to be able to do it because it does pay off. And, you know, when I think about this, I'm not just thinking about now, you know, this author who wrote this. And, of course, you're always going to want to, you know, go back to the fact that, you know, this they are not a medical doctor. They're just, you know, providing some information, you know, so you always need to talk to your doctor and all that kind of stuff. You know, we just protect ourselves in, in, in that respect. But always go back to the fact that I tend to think long term, like what happens if we really get to a point where we can't go to the doctor. We get to a point where it's not uh, as maybe maybe it gets too expensive and you can't do it. Only the people that have, you know, the really wealthy people like in Venezuela, only the wealthy people can't afford to go to the doctor. Right. And uh, and get the medicine that they need. And so what do you do in those types of situations? I'll tell you, I'm going to tell on myself just a little bit here because you know, I'm a, I'm a bad Todd. <laughs> so um, I used to make fun of uh, my wife when she would go to the to the chiropractor. And so she was hit, uh, you know, a couple of years back, she was hit with just a little fender bender in, in the back. But uh, she, you know, was feeling some pain, started going to the chiropractor. And I'm like, come on, you know, you're in there like five minutes and they crack your back and then all of a sudden you feel better. Are you kidding me? There's, there's just no way. Yes, but I got to a point where um, you know doing doing the 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 website in the evening times, um, I got to the point where my shoulders were just killing me, 
And uh, I have a friend who is a massage therapy who, do, who does deep tissue massages. And uh, she would do it. And I would feel a little bit of relief. And then, but it got to the point where she would do it and she would do, again, deep tissue, like painful. And she would come over and she would bring her table and, you know, she would talk to my wife while she's giving me a massage. And so she did it for hours. I mean, she would go like two hours and just completely beat me up. Right. But it got to the point where I wasn't feeling any relief. I was just feeling sore. And on top of that, I wasn't feeling the relief, like in my shoulders, the knots were humongous and nothing was helping. And so finally, I, I broke down and decided to go to the chiropractor one, one time with my wife. And uh, man, it was, it's amazing how just a little bit of cracking here and there, how that really does help. And you know, talking with a chiropractor, she's like, you know, you can get that massage, but if you're out of alignment, then you're really, you're, it's, it's not going to help, you know. But if you get your, you know, if you go to the chiropractor and you get back into alignment and then you go get your massage, then you, you then it really, really pays off and works for you. And so uh, it, it has helped. It got to the point where I was going to the chiropractor uh, and it was relieving that problems in my shoulders and, and the problems that I was having. And we're going on a regular basis. And you're right. You go in there and crack, 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 you know, five minutes, seven minutes, whatever. But it was worth it. And so I started to realize that. And so, uh, you know, I, I don't make fun of uh, chiropractors anymore. I think it's definitely something uh, worth it to, to do. But again, what do you do when you don't have chiropractors? What do you do when you don't have uh, the ability to go and uh, you know, go to the doctor? You're not, you don't have the ability to get the medicines that you normally get. You know, by doing some of these things, keeping yourself healthy, I think it's very important in, in being purposeful in that. That means you have to sacrifice something else. That means that you have to, you know, sacrifice time that you would be spending doing something else, exercising. That means that you take a little bit of time to cook and you cook good food instead of just running out and buying something, you know, that, that's easy to purchase, you know, through the fast food line. It means you take a little bit more interest in your health but it does pay off. It pays off now and it will pay off later in the future. And so some of you that are older that are listening to this would definitely agree with me. And you might even send me a comment and you can come over to this episode's comment and leave me a message over on episode 313 and say, Todd, you, right, right on. Some of you might say, Todd, you're completely way off, way off. And, and you can tell me that as well. But uh, I, I believe that this is where we're headed. And I believe that as we go into an uncertain future, that we need to take care of the most precious resources that we have. And that is going to be your body and do whatever you can to, uh, to, you know, to do that so that you are in the optimal health. Uh, and then also have some things, some tools in your, in your pocket. Uh, we talked a little bit about, you know, eating right and all that kind of stuff, but, uh, and herbal remedies definitely think you should have some of that. I believe, and I've always said that you need to have Dr. Bones and Nurse Amy's, uh, book, uh, the, the survival medicine handbook. And then also stuff like essential oils. We use that on a regular basis. We diffuse, uh, and then also uh, there's a, an allergy blend that my wife swears by. There's a pain blend that we have that uh, that really helps as well. And so you might want to have some of those and start looking into those as well. Uh, I think those would be very beneficial. And they're, uh, for the amount of money that you pay, you get a lot of oil. And you can use that on a regular basis and start incorporating that and, and seeing if that's something that you might want to use. So, uh, you know, a lot of things that you can consider there, but 
Think about that. Think about if you were in a situation like Venezuela, like we talked about earlier, where these people are, you know, they, they don't have the basic necessities of life. There are people, there, there are little kids that are dying just because they don't have any kind of uh, health system at all in place. And uh, just very sad. I know that I've posted videos on that and have done articles as well as Daisy Luther is, is doing a lot of those uh, from Venezuela as well, because that is what a collapse looks like. You know, that country is, is collapsing and it's not full-fledged outright riots right now. Uh, because you know the people don't have a means to 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 fight back against the military, uh, but because the military is the only people that own own guns, but uh, it is starting to get really bad over there. So what would you do? How would you be purposeful in in preparing for something like that? We do that now when we have that ability. We do that now when things are good, and uh, you know when things are, are are crazy, we kick it into gear and into high gear. Well, guys, that is it for episode 313. Hey, don't forget to subscribe to the show. Head on over to theprepperwebsitepodcast.com. That way you never miss another episode of Sweet Prepper Goodness. And take a moment to connect with me, including our Facebook group. And if you haven't looked at it, again, our ebook and the Prepper Website forums. I'd love to see you in there. I have a ton of ways to connect on the show notes and over at the Prepper Website Podcast. So I'll make it really easy for you. And with that, choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government grid or the grind. Until tomorrow, stay prepped and aware. Peace.